Welcome to a special episode of the Eclectic Readers Book Club. Today we are interviewing Jen Northington, Director of Events and Programming at Book Riot New Media Group and host on Book Riot's Get Booked podcast. Jen, thanks so much for joining us today. We are huge fans of Book Riot and we are so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. It's going to be so much fun. It is. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I will be fangirling over here because I love (laughs) listening to your podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love doing that podcast. That is just a total blast. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Well, before we delve into all things Book Riot, let's get to know each other a little bit better. Excellent. Are are you right-handed or left-handed? I am right-handed, although I will say that I went through a phase in probably middle school where I thought it was like way cooler to be left-handed, so I tried to teach myself to write with my left hand, but it did not work out so well. I, I feel you there. Um, <laughs> I, I was trying to make myself ambidextrous, and yeah. it did it did not work. <laughs> are, you, are you a righty or a lefty? I am a righty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I feel like the left hand, it's like there's all this like creativity stuff associated with left, you know, right brain, left brain stuff. Anyway, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, let's see. Uh, what is your favorite Jane Austen novel? This is such a difficult question. Um, I ended up going with not the one that I identify with most which would be Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. But I the one that I reread the most often because I think it's the funniest, and that is Emma. Nice. Okay. I, yeah, I I, I kind of feel you there. I have different ones that I like for different reasons. Pride and Prejudice obviously is awesome. Right. Um, but I feel like Persuasion is a really underhyped book oh, of hers. I do love Persuasion also. I mean, it's so hard to pick. They're all really good. <laughs> it's like picking a favorite child. but It really is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were actually just talking on Litzy about underhyped books. And so that was my choice. So it's kind of sticking out in my mind recently. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think Emma is the funniest, though. And I, I, I mean, in my opinion, I, you know, you can fight me on it. It's cool. <laughs> but like, for me, Emma is the funniest. It's so biting. Um, so, yeah. Definitely, yes. The, the character of Emma, she, she's a hoot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, taking a little different turn, Shelley's Frankenstein or Stevenson's Jekyll and Hyde? You know, I have to say Frankenstein because I know I've read Jekyll and Hyde, but I do not remember it at all. And I have reread Frankenstein at least twice. So I like couldn't tell you why specifically Jekyll and Hyde didn't stick, but it just didn't. Um, And Frankenstein is such a weird book, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't start out the way you think it's going to. Like, they're on a boat in the Arctic. Like, what is even going on? You're like, this is a letter? Like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's a really interesting read. So, yeah. So, nothing against, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, but but Frankenstein is my pick. Very cool. Uh, now, here's another hard one. <laughs> Who is your Harry Potter OTP or one true pairing? Yeah. I am going to say that it is Hermione Granger and a graduate degree. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't. It doesn't make any sense to me that the wizarding world doesn't have higher education. Like, surely there are graduate level studies. But I don't even care if it's like a wizarding degree. Like, she can go to Harvard and do whatever it is that she wants or wherever, Oxford. I don't care. Um, she just, she's not done yet. Like, she, you don't graduate high school and then, like, 
do nothing. <laughs> right. Especially like, with how avid she was about learning. Yeah. And like she has such big career goals and you're going to need more than like a wizarding high school diploma to accomplish that. <laughs> Not that you can't get through like life and do awesome things without a college degree, but I just feel like Hermione needs to go and do a graduate level program. That's all I'm saying. That's all yes. I'm saying. No, mm-hmm. I, I think that is totally fair. And um, Tara and I were just having this conversation when coming up with the questions. And it's just like, you know, Hermione is just kind of too good for everyone in this book. You know, like she's just a step above the rest and she's awesome and I love her. (laughs) I also, I really, I really dislike the epilogue Um, Mm -hmm. in the last Harry Potter book. I kind of just pretend it doesn't exist um, and that there are any number of other things that could have happened after the Battle of Hogwarts. So, and and I feel like also like you meet other people in life, like who knows who she might meet down the road. Um, I just, I have a hard time shipping high school relationships forever if that makes sense like they are good for the books but like and then afterwards you meet new people and you grow up and that's you know I don't know that's yeah it does it seems to for whatever reason the wizarding world seems very different where everyone marries their high school girlfriend and boyfriend girlfriend and you start a family and like I guess maybe you work for the Ministry of Magic or whatever but like I mean you know if we're including Cursed Child like clearly she's doing very well for herself but yes. I still feel like there are other options. I, I did really like that part of Cursed Child try not to spoil it for people who maybe yeah. haven't read it but I was just like yeah Hermione. <laughs> I think she got the best sort of um, what's the word I want? Like she got the best situation out of everybody mm-hmm. in my opinion in that yeah. book. And yeah. you know, people are having different feelings about the script, but I do have to say Tara and I were lucky enough to go to London and see the play. Wow. And oh man, it was, it was magic. It, mm-hmm. it was like watching magic and it was really awesome to see Hermione doing what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see the play. I, you know, I have, very mixed feelings about the script, but I'm sure the play is a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Now let's see. What is your guilty reading pleasure? So I, I, I don't believe in guilty pleasures in terms of reading. Like I think you should read what makes you happy and whether or not, you know, that is highbrow or lowbrow or commercial or literary or whatever. Like it's, you shouldn't have to make excuses for your reading. But the thing I'm most likely to get like, you know sort of lit shamed I guess is the word I want um over mm-hmm. is that I do I do read romance and erotica I love it as a genre mm-hmm. I, there's so much good writing and so many great plots and so many great feelings um so yes I guess if if we're going by society's standards that is my guilty pleasure sure yeah and that's the thing I was thinking about this question too and I was and I'm, I'm kind of on this you know in the same boat as you so I was like you know what my it's not really a guilty thing but when I'm listening to podcasts like get booked <laughs> or audiobooks <laughs> I I color and I oh, yeah. I have a Harry Potter coloring book yes <laughs> yes that's great that's a great one. I mean, it's so therapeutic. And then you've produced something beautiful. And you're multitasking with your time. Like, what? what is there to be guilty about in that scenario? I don't even know. <laughs> exactly. So it's, yeah. it's a win-win for me. I know. I think people... I, 
I get how if you have grown up with certain expectations about like, you know, what people should read and should adults read YA and et cetera, et cetera. It can be hard to claim a genre that is, you know, derided uh, in certain circles. But, but, you know, I encourage everyone to read what they love and not worry about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's kind of our mantra as the eclectic readers. We really try to not shy away from anything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Be, be proud of what you like and, and read. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Like, just read. Just go read some stuff. I mean, your, your uh, book club list is certainly eclectic, so I think you are succeeding very yeah. well at that, yeah. <laughs> Thank Although, you. Although, I think I saw a romance title on there, so if you want, like, some recommendations, I'm happy to give you that. Uh, okay, yeah, we love to look into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, is there anything else, just in general, that you think our listeners should know about you? I think that one of the more interesting things about me uh, as a person who works in books is that I was, I've been a bookseller in five different states. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that's kind of fun. My very first bookselling job was right out of college and that was in Tempe, Arizona. And then I ran events for a bookstore in Salt Lake City, Utah. And then I... I managed to shop in Baltimore, and then I was the events person for a Brooklyn store that then opened a Jersey City location that I also worked out of. So I have books sold in five states, which is wow. Kind of fun. That's that's mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's a very it's interesting because you know those are all very different markets. So that was a lot of fun to figure out like what the communities were interested in. For sure. Yeah that that would be very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so then, have you always worked in the book industry? Um, I mean, a lot of my adult career has been in books. I got, like I said, I got my first book selling job out of college. And then there was a brief stint during which I was an office manager and an executive assistant, um, which was about like maybe two years or so in there. But then I I went back to books because I missed it so much. So yeah, more or less my, my adult professional life has been in books. Nice. So books really is your calling. Yeah. I mean, it still kind of boggles my mind that I can get paid to be excited about books. Like that that's a real thing that happens in real life is uh, is really excited because, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was the same with you, right? You grow up reading just everything you can get your hands on mm-hmm. and then you don't necessarily think that you can ever make a living being excited about those books. But, right. But, yeah. but it is possible. It's not the easiest career path, certainly. Um, <laughs> but I've been really lucky. And, and yeah, it's been it's super fun. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That's so cool. Now, so going along with being with Book Riot now for just for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with Book Riot, could you give us some background on the company? Yeah, absolutely. So Book Riot uh, was founded in October 2011, and it sort of grew out of the literary blogging scene. I think the founders, you know, sort of saw that if everyone's reviewing powers were combined, there could be a site with amazing, you know, really wide-ranging, great content. Um, and that is really the goal of the site is to, uh, the it's dedicated to the idea that, you know, writing about books and reading should be just as diverse as books and readers are. So, you know, we aim to cover everything that impacts your reading life, whether that's, you know, coloring books or it's different genres of books or it's, you know, problems that readers have or 
book, you know, the book fetish column is always very uh, well received, which is like bookish, like things that you can have that are bookish in theme. So like pillows or bookmarks or, you know, washi tape. I don't know. All those good things. Yeah, so. that always really hurts my wallet, <laughs> oh, by yeah. the way, because I want all the things. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's it's the thing I'm both afraid of and cannot wait to click on. It's like, uh, how much money will I drop today on this? Um, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So our contributors, you know, they read really widely. They are a really diverse group of people with a really broad range of interests. And so Book Riot just aims to bring all of that content to you who are just as diverse and broad ranging in your tastes. Awesome. I know I've I've loved reading all the different articles and I've been getting into some of the Book Riot podcasts, obviously. Um, and so that's another really cool feature with Book Riot is you have this wide variety of different podcasts. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah, absolutely. So Get Booked is a book recommendations show. So people write in and send us questions and we do our best to answer them. We have so many questions. It's kind of, it's amazing and also a little terrifying. <laughs> um, we're trying really hard to get to all of them and also to answer them, the timely ones faster. Um, but it's a huge range too. You know, some people are looking for books for graduates. Other people are just like, what do I read when I'm done crying over Harry Potter? You know, there's all <laughs> kinds of different reading needs um, and Amanda Nelson who is the managing editor uh, it started as her show and then she was kind enough to bring me on as a regular co-host um, starting I think in January and so yeah we work our way through as many questions as we can fit in an hour um, and recommend a couple books each for each of the, the askers as it were yeah and the show is always really interesting you and, Man and Amanda have great chemistry and again my TBR is just blowing <laughs> up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the questions are so good. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, I know immediately what books I want to recommend. And then other times I kind of go spelunking and then I fall down these, you know, reading rabbit holes where like suddenly I realize I've read like five books in a genre that I hadn't about much before and I found great new authors and so I mean it's really just as much a TBR killer for me as it is for anybody <laughs> listening to this show like it's really hard on my on my library uh holds list <laughs> oh yeah that that is for sure uh -huh. so was this your for first podcast then it was not so I was a co-founder of the now defunct book rages podcast RIP. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, oh. which, it, we had to shut it down earlier this year because we just the the other hosts and I our schedules were just changing so much. You know, Josh Christie, um, who's an, another one of the original co founders is opening a bookstore now and has like oh, five wow. books of his own. And Rebecca Shinsky, who also is at Book Riot is on two other podcasts. And you know, everybody just kind of had a ton of stuff going on. Um, so it got really hard to schedule. I'm sure you know how that is scheduling is always Oh, yeah, time. it it yes, it is for yeah. sure. <laughs> but you still have a lot of really great podcasts through Book Riot. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we have all the books, which is Liberty and Rebecca. Liberty is our resident Velosa reader, as we like to call her. Yeah, um, it's, she, it's crazy. She, sleep. she just doesn't sleep. She just reads all the time. Yeah. Um, and they talk about the new releases. So anything that's new that week uh, is likely to be discussed. They recommend their favorites. Um, and then there's the main podcast, which is Rebecca and Jeff who talk about news in the book world um, and things that they think are interesting, whether that's, you know, a reissue of a book or a book deal 
or, you know, authors behaving badly or whatever it is. Um, so that's kind of a newsier one. And then Dear Book Nerd, which is another question show, but they send in like reader life problems to her and she answers them with different guests. Um, so yeah. And then I feel like I'm missing some. We have so many podcasts. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I think those are the, those are the current ones. Great. Yes. So. So what do you like most about podcasting? You know, I think it's what I mentioned earlier. It's really a process of discovery for me as much as as it is for the listeners, um, especially for Get Booked, you know, because people's questions are really often very specific um, yes. and not necessarily, I mean, super specific sometimes <laughs> and not necessarily, you know, genres or, or directions that I've thought much about. Um, and so it's, it's always a really interesting process to sit down and think like, well, have I read something like that? And sometimes the answer is yes. But, you know, a lot of the times I end up getting recommendations from other people and reading them and trying to find the one that I think best suits. Um, and yeah, it has really really added a ton of new authors to my to my radar so that's kind of amazing yeah that is yeah. awesome yeah that is really I mean cool. I imagine you guys have that experience too when you pick your books right like they're not always going to be things that everybody has always read mm-hmm. yes and and sometimes th that really is the best is finding yes. this new author that you like and you start getting excited and wanting to tell everybody about it so yeah yeah <laughs> Sometimes I get frustrated because I have to wait until the right question comes along to mention a book that mm -hmm. I, I want to recommend. Um, and I find myself occasionally like stretching the questions a little bit like, well, this is not exactly what you were asking for, but. But I want to talk about this book. <laughs> exactly. So. I try not to do that too often, though. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, you guys are, are very good with uh, what you choose for the very specific questions sometimes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We try. We try. Definitely. Now, I know your your title is Director of Events and Programming, Indeed. and I know we've been mentioning b this word, Book Riot Live, yeah. but uh, could you let our listeners know kind of what Book Riot Live is, and then what goes into planning an event like this at this level? Yeah, so Book Riot Live is our, it's basically last year we decided to make the book convention that we always wanted to go to. Um, so it's a two-day convention celebrating books in the reading life. We have a ton of speakers from all different corners of the book world. Um, some of them have books, some of them are reviewers, some of them work in publishing, and uh, some of them are our contributors. And they talk about different, you know, things like writing craft or they're competing for the crown in Nerd Jeopardy. Um, it's a pretty <laughs> broad range of programming and uh yeah so it's it's just um it's it's kind of almost an excuse for us to get everyone together and to ask our favorite authors to come talk to us about things uh which is the best kind of excuse to have um and last year was the first year we did it, and it was so much fun. We had such a blast. It was really incredible to see all those authors and speakers and also to get to meet the people who have been interacting with us through social media, through the site, you know, through comments, through the Goodreads board, whatever. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, our, our readership is international and there, or even nationally or locally. There's no reason we would necessarily run into you folks. Um, so it was so amazing to get to meet everybody in person and, and, and you know, freak out 
about books together in real life. Yay, yes. <laughs> book <laughs> so, camaraderie. Right, exactly. Like if Book Riot Live had a, you know, sort of casual tagline, it would be come freak out about books in real life. Like that is what we're going to do. So, um, and so good to me. <laughs> as a thank you to you guys uh, for having me on the podcast, I wanted to make a special discount code for your listeners. Oh my um, goodness. You can find out all the... Yeah, I thought, you know, why not? Like, you guys are are doing such a good job, and I'm sure your listeners obviously love books. So if you want to check it out, it's bookriotlive.com, and when you buy your ticket, you can use the coupon code eclectic and get 20 bucks off your weekend registration or 10 bucks off your day pass. That is so awesome. Uh, I know Tara and I are so excited to go, and I hope some more of our eclectic readers can join us, and we can all... uh, fangirl together (laughs) (laughs) totally um but yeah you asked about planning so it is kind of a big undertaking I mean it's two days it's an event in New York City so the venue stuff can get complicated um that's one of the things that is so cool about our venue is it's right across the street from the Intrepid uh which I think is really neat like it's you know the big like battleship park yeah the docks of New York City so um that's just kind of a fun tidbit of information but yeah it's a lot of um I mean, it's it's a ton of booking, obviously. So, you know, we we start with a wish list of authors that we talk about all the time on the site. And then we look at who has new books coming out and who might be touring. Um, we think about what discussions we want to have. And then we go looking for authors who would bring an interesting perspective to those discussions. Uh, it's a lot of logistics. I have so many spreadsheets. I can't even (laughs) tell you, um, and juggling, you know, author schedules and figuring out moderators and making sure that, you know, the programming is set right and picking out the granola bars for the green room and, you know, (laughs) all the details, a million tiny details. Oh, and making sure the vendors have everything they need because they're, you know, awesome vendors who come and, and sell books and book gear and whatnot, um, at the con as well. So, so, yeah, it's a lot of detail work is, I guess, the best way to sum it up. Yeah, but then it all comes together for an awesome weekend. And it's like a miracle when it does. I just kind of walked around in a daze last year being like, it's working, it's working. <laughs> it was really uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so excited for the speakers and the vendors. And, yeah, I'm going to leave all my money with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is just what happens. But I will receive books, so there is that. Yes, there's an exchange (laughs) there. So So with this being the second year, what are you most excited about at Book Riot Live this year? Um, I think that this is such a hard question. I... I feel like I should have a better answer, but honestly, it's it's kind of the same thing I'm excited. I was most excited about last year, and that's seeing all the speakers come together on the panels. Um, we have such an interesting range of speakers. We're still booking a bit, but there's a nice chunk of them already announced on the Book Riot Live site, um, including like. Walter Mosley and Mara Wilson and, you know, uh, um, Valentine Delandro from Bitch Planet. And like just a bunch of fascinating, cool, you know, interesting people who are going to talk to each other for our entertainment. Like how, like what is cooler than that? I mean, I'm, I'm clearly a dyed in the wool book nerd. So not much else is cooler than that to me, but, but yeah, it's, it's a really fascinating experience. The conversations are always really interesting. The games are so funny. I mean, it's just, it's really cool to watch that in action. 
Yes, yes. And I'm so excited. I really wanted to go last year and it didn't happen. So I'm I'm really pumped about this year. Oh, good. I'm so glad you can come this year. Yeah. So yes, you'll be able to meet Tara and myself, IRL. <laughs> IRL. IRL is the best. Yeah. Uh, so obviously planning Book Riot Live must take up an enormous amount of time for a very long time. Yes. Um, so, but what else, I guess, does your role as director of events and programming entail? Yeah. So obviously I also do the Get Booked podcast, um, which is weekly. And then I help run the Read Harder book groups, which you may or may not have heard. Yeah. We have, yeah, we have monthly book groups in, it's 11 different cities now, three of which are international. We have two in Canada and one in Glasgow. Um, and, uh, and so they meet once a month, and it's uh, any book book club. So literally any book you're reading counts for book club. Um, and some of them are at bookstores, and some of them are at bars. And, um, and yeah, people just kind of, anybody can come and get together and talk about what it is that they're reading. Um, a bunch of the folks who come are also doing the Read Harder Reading Challenge for this mm. year. So they swap, you know, recommendations for different reading tasks, and we keep track of each other's progress for the people who want to do that. Um, otherwise, honestly, we just end up like recommending books at each other for two hours, which is <laughs> nice. Which is kind of amazing. So, so yeah. Um, so that, and then I also help organize on-site events. So, for example, um, for International Women's Day, we had a special event on the site where we ran posts around that theme. Um, from some of our own contributors and some special guest posters. Um, we had a post from Asma Zahanak Khan, who's an amazing mystery writer. Lauren Bukas, who's incredible, uh, wrote one for us. Um, so I help organize those as well. Um, and yeah, sometimes like odd jobs pop up that I can help with. And so I do those too. Very nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. You have to wear many hats, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's fun. You know, it's never the same thing each day. Like you kind of never know what the day is going to bring. And, and I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. That, that can be a lot of fun. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, one of my co-hosts, Tara, just moved to Atlanta and I know she was looking for a read harder group and was sad that there's not one there. Oh, I so. know. I wish we could be in more cities. You know, the way it's currently structured is that we need a contributor, somebody who's already a contributor to Book Riot to host. Oh, um, and okay. yeah, just to kind of, I mean, we have uh, sponsors. And so, you know, somebody's got to get the sponsor swag and, and do the pitch at the beginning of the meeting. And, and also, you know, we want to make sure that it's a supportive and friendly environment. Um, and the best way to do that is to have people we know are supportive and friendly in charge. So, I mean, not that you're not all lovely, supportive and friendly people. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a nice way to ensure um, that we have a good contact and, and can keep track of the groups. So, so I know, so currently it's not in all of the cities. We hope that, you know, we'll be able to keep adding more. Um, we started out with, I think five and we're now at 11. So you never wow. know. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. that's, that's impressive. And yeah. I do encourage people like do your own impromptu version, like, and the any book book club idea was not originally ours. And I'm sure a million other people have done it since. So, mm -hmm. you know, nothing's stopping you. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Now, I know you said you had all these different things that you do at your job and, you know, bookworms love lists. I know book riot has lots of lists, articles. <laughs> uh, we love looking at lists. Yeah. So what are your top three things you love about your job? 
Yeah, so these are going to sound super sappy, just fair <laughs> warning. Uh, the first is the people I work with. They are such an amazing, supportive, smart, and funny group of people. Uh, the staff at Book Riot are just incredible. They're really incredible. I mean, I've been really blessed, you know, and lucky to work in book publishing. And uh, there's so many good, smart, interesting people in book publishing. But, you know, Book Riot for sure has a ton of them. So I really love those people. Uh, I, my job would not be what it is without them. Um, and the second thing is uh, the opportunity to create a new kind of event with Book Riot Live. Like, it's not every day somebody comes up to you and is like, make a whole new kind of book convention, right? Like, that doesn't yeah. happen. So, yeah. So that opportunity is still kind of blows my mind that I have it. Um, it's a really amazing opportunity, and 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 it's a really exciting thing to be a part of. Um and then the third soupy sapper, or excuse me, super sappy one is the book ride community. Our writers and the people who read and comment, like they're all so, they have such good taste in books and they have such broad tastes and they have such interesting thoughts. And like I said, meeting them in person was one of the highlights of Book Riot Live last year. So yeah, I know they're kind of, they're kind of cheesy, but they are, that is my list. <laughs> that is okay. The cheese is fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what's something that would surprise people about your job? I think that people think events work is very glamorous, which mm. it certainly is, right? You get to be on stage talking into the microphone. I moderated a panel with Margaret Atwood last year. Like it doesn't get more wow. glamorous. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> I was on stage with N.K. Jemison and Margaret Atwood. Like that is pretty much the highlight of my entire life forever. That's like wow that must have been like an out-of-body experience I I, I did like a, a study on her in college and oh. <laughs> yeah no for real it was very I was trying so hard to keep it cool that I think I just kind of like blacked out I have no idea what I said um <laughs> but, but it went well and I did it and that is it, that is super glamorous but that's like five percent of the job and 95 percent of it is you know tearing your hair out over marketing and logistics and did the floor get swept and did the signs get printed and you know which spreadsheet is that information in and what happens when your moderator calls out sick um it's a lot of it's a lot of uh tiny little mountain details that add up to be one big mountain. So yeah, the oh, glamour yeah. is, especially, you know, this is not so true for um, Book Riot, working for Book Riot, but when I was in the bookstore, like I was also the one, you know, cleaning the bathroom and like counting the drawer at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's always, there's always that hidden side to jobs that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and we appreciate all the work that you do. <laughs> <laughs> I know I feel like I'm asking for like sympathy. No, it's like an awesome job. Like you do it because it's great. Right. Um, and that 5% like really pays for all of the hair tearing for sure. It really does. You know, it just really you get to see, really, you get to see what you put together in the end and you get to see people enjoy it. But the road getting there is. Yeah. 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 Sure. And it is a lot of, it's certainly a lot of pressure. So I try to handle that as best I can and not to disappoint anyone. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. So does uh, Book Riot have anything planned for the near future? Maybe like new things or anything that we should yeah. know about? <laughs> so we are launching uh, a comics sort of sub-vertical on Book Riot. So if you are a comics reader or would like to become a comics reader, there will soon be a sort of section of Book Riot called Book Riot Comics um, that will have a lot of great information for you. We've had a separate comics 
site called Panels for a little while now. And uh, it just became clear for various reasons that it would be best to fold it into the main site. So that is happening, I believe, in September, which might be when you listen to this. I don't know when it will air. Yes, Uh, yes. So, yeah, so uh, for people who are interested in comics, um, that is a thing to keep an eye out for, for sure. That is really exciting. Yeah, we, um, definitely. Some some of our hosts and definitely some of our book club members are really into comics. So right. they they will be squeeing when they hear that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we already had some, but we're going to have more and it'll be more specifically. It'll be easier to find. So Awesome. Well, that that is really something to look forward to. But I think we are nearing the end of our time, unfortunately. Um, But since we are the eclectic readers and we read everything and anything, and also while we were talking, I thought we did last year read Kushiel's Dart. So maybe that that counts. (laughs) Maybe that counts as romance Um, slash erotica. You know, it certainly (laughs) has. I think erotica is a fair category for that book. Yes. I I wouldn't call it a romance. Uh, It's not not a romance. I mean, okay, so the defining sort of characteristic of a romance novel is that it is centered around the emotional relationship of the characters and you get a happy ending. Like, God forbid you take away the happy ending. Um, (laughs) And so Kushiel's Dart is, you know, I think it's like a temporarily happy ending at the end of that first one, if I remember correctly. Um, So it kind of works. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny because a lot of things that get labeled romance are kind of not like, you know, Outlander is, is often touted as a romance novel, but it's, I mean, it's certainly centered around the emotional relationship, but the happy ending part is a little, you know, hazy there. So, so yeah, so it is kind of a romance, but it's kind of not. So Gushiel's Dart, I think is, it could also qualify in that sense. Sure. Kind of, sort of, but along with that, we, we do try to read a broad range of things. So do you have any like different or off the wall recommendations for our listeners? I do. How much time do we have? Can I do two or just, should I just? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my first is what I consider required election year reading. Mm. Might not be the book you think. It is Infomocracy by Malka Older. Um, and it is sort of like a cyberpunky look at what would happen if the world was set up for micro-democracies. So instead of nation-states, there's these little pockets of 100,000 people and they can vote for whatever government they want. Um, so you could be walking through a city and walk through four different governments, depending on you know how long you're walking for. Oh. Um, and she follows a couple characters who all have different feelings about this system. Um, it's about, I want to say, like 20 or 30 years old, so still relatively new. Um, and there's a lot of problems with it, as you might guess, and a lot of benefits to it as well. And it's one of the few books that I've ever read that has both like really intense data processing and then like ninja martial arts, like fights for like full out brawls as in, in terms of plot, you know, pivotal plot moments. Huh. Like it has both of those things. Yeah. Wow. Um, I know it's not a combination you get very often. And I read it uh, earlier this year and for like five minutes, I felt okay about the election. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's something we could all use. Um, it has really interesting thoughts about, you know, what voting means to people and what democracy could be or is or 
you know, what we could imagine it to be. So, so that is my pitch for what you should read this election year. It's Infomocracy uh, by Malcolm Older. And then um, a book that, you know, you were talking about under, under appreciated reads earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, a book that I love that I don't know that many people that have read is A Girl is a Half-Formed Thing by Amor McBride. Do you know about this book? I have heard of it, but I have not read it. Yeah, I will say it's a very dark, dark book. So um, if you have, you know, a, a low tolerance for that, maybe don't read it. But it's amazing. It's written in this really different kind of fragmented more thoughts than sentences style. Um, and it's beautifully done. It's about a woman in Ireland who has been struggling basically her whole life to deal with her family situation. She's got a younger brother who has uh, some mental disability. Um, her mother is not coping particularly well. She's the wild child. Uh, she's struggling with addiction and with family complications. And there's also um, some sexuality issues that are addressed in the book as well. And it's really incredibly powerful. It's one of the most powerful books I think I've ever read. Uh, and I just can't recommend it enough. She's actually got a new novel coming out, which I cannot wait to read, but this is her first one. And, and I think it's amazing. So that's a girl is a half formed thing. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have two more books to add to my TBR. <laughs> no, those, those sound really interesting. <laughs> They're both really great. Really different, but really great. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, Jen, before we head off, um, where can people find you on social media? Yes, I am on Twitter and Tumblr both as Jen IRL, Jen with two N's, IRL. Um, and obviously I am working on Book Riot Live, so you should check out bookriotlive.com. If you register, use the code eclectic when you check out to get a discount uh, just for you guys. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's mostly Twitter and Tumblr and Book Riot Live. I think those are the main ones <laughs> Yeah, at the moment. With everything else you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, and Get Booked, obviously. If you come listen to Get Booked, we would love to have you. So great. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. This concludes our interview with Jen Northington. We hope you enjoyed the interview. We know we did. Tara and I are so excited to be attending Book Riot Live this year, and we hope to see some of you there too. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll join us on our next monthly podcast at Sunrise Robot. Check us out at sunriserobot.net slash eclectic readers or on Goodreads. Look for relevant links in our show notes and let's shelve this until next time. Mm-hmm.